0: America for 300 years has been the land of promise for the rest of the world, the land of new frontiers, new opportunities. we can't help to get out. Clicking sounds, sounds that reveal the presence of radioactive rays, the instruments are gigantic.
1: Good evening and welcome to Tank Riot. Today is episode 30 in our two part episode on postmodern religions. Yes. Today's episode is all about Scientology. Ooh. My name is Victor and with me today is Sputnik. Good evening. Not with us this evening is Tor, who's on a special assignment for the CIA. He is. Doing things that even he doesn't tell himself about. No. And we hope to hear a full report when he returns on our conspiracy show. Ooh.
2: Okay. So So, let's talk about Scientology. Scientology is something I'm sure we have all heard much about. I like Beck. Yes, Beck. Beck is a Scientologist, and that surprises me no end, <laughs> though doesn't. Well, you know. <laughs> I would have thought he would be more of a subgeni, but... I don't know, yeah. Well, you know, who's to say? But Scientology, I'm sure most people have heard of, is a religion or... Well, yes, I believe it is referred to as I, religion. No, it is
1: a, a full-fledged religion. I think they right. get all the tax sheltering that religions yes, do yes they did and unlike the church of the subgenius which, um and they which should <laughs> yeah i think it should i mean i'm gonna i want to follow my own religion and get tax shelter <laughs> my own clinch yes <laughs> this is a church i live in it's not a house <laughs> so anyway until i get funding for that but yeah they have all the protections of a regular church which yes. really really upsets some of the other churches well like yeah the catholic church
2: well, yes. Well, they Scientology is is one of those. It's it's um, it's kind of a, a body of teachings. It's. Uh kind of therapy there's there's a lot of things kind of thrown into it it was uh started of course by L. Ron Hubbard I'm sure many of you have uh heard of you know Dianetics I actually read Dianetics one summer found it hilarious well wasn't uh, he a great science fiction writer before he wrote I wouldn't say a great Dianetics science fiction writer. mediocre <laughs> yeah it was more like Kilgore Trout you know <laughs> and Kurt Vonnegut Harry Harrison kind of yeah, <laughs> just kind of there kind of <laughs> sci-fi
1: writer and God, now I'm gonna get hate mail from Harry Harrison huh?
2: <laughs> <clears throat> but he 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 began this self-help philosophy in 1952 which is interesting that the the subgenius the subgeni say they start in 53, 53 so maybe that's why I, I think they pro- that is probably <laughs> it but um they are really a very interesting group, and probably most known for the celebrities whom they really cultivate, and uh, such as, of course, Tom and Katie, uh, Katie Cruz or Katie Holmes, John Travolta, John Travolta, been a member for many years. <laughs> um, let's see who else. Oh, you know, I can never think of her name, but the woman who was Dharma and Dharma and Greg. Oh yeah, she's a very big Scientologist. Yeah, what's her name? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you know, let us know at feedback at uh, tinkrate.com. let go to imdb.com.
1: That's, That's right. right there.
2: We could do it. We're just Jenna lazy. Elfman. Jenna Elfman. There thank you. you. I and
1: just went to IMDb in my inner earpiece, <laughs> in my head. I'm getting some word now I got from the camera. It's USB 2.0. <laughs> I love it, I have no problems with it. The firewire implant always problematic.
2: <laughs> that's right. Sometimes it works, sometimes not. <laughs> so, besides
1: celebrities, I mean, that's always the great dirt that celebrities are into cabals and Scientology right. and all kinds of crazy stuff. But I that's mean, right. what was the what was the what was it built on? What did he want to do?
2: Well, that's that's very kind of controversial in and of itself because they guard their teachings yeah. and they copyright them. They're a very litigious group. Um, in, in the South Park episode where they you know have Tom Cruise come out of the closet, yeah. and then at the end the cr- credits episode. are all like John and Jane Smith, because <laughs> they're really scared of the army of Scientologist lawyers. <laughs> but Scientology is concerned with the study and handling of the spirit in relationship to itself, others, and all of life. Which really, when you stop to think of it, means really nothing, or could Stuff. be everything. Stuff. And things. junk. Yeah. <laughs> or as Scientologists call it, technology or Tech. Now, one thing you'll find with Scientologists is that they are very jargon-oriented. So, we we will begin almost immediately. A person, um, or let's say their soul, I'm not sure that they would call it that, is a thetan. Mm -hmm. So, we are all thetans. Or pink. Or pink. (laughs) Or pink thetans. Invisible pink thetans. Um, And through Scientology... Uh, has a process called auditing, which allows you to become clear. Listen. Okay, yes. So, Listen. Like, you and I now are what they would call in the Scientology Church PCs or pre-clears. Through a process of auditing. I'm a Mac. <laughs> yes, you are a Mac, Victor. I'm not a PC. <laughs>
1: I'm a Mac. Uh, Tor is Linux, I believe. He is a Linux. He is Slackware. I hate to say it, but... You know, you're a PC. I am a PC. I you, am a pre-clear. You might be a server. I'm post-clear. I, I think, you you know, <laughs> you keep PCs running somehow. Yeah. I'm, so, yeah, dude. Yeah,
2: I'm just, I'm a, a machine drone. And so is John Hodgman. That's right. You're in good company. <laughs> well, so through auditing, you can remove your engrams or implants. Yeah. And become, How do you know you even have implants as, and or well, and Well, that's what you're finding out. You must play some kind of e-meter, e-meter or something. <laughs> yes, you need an e-meter. Which <laughs> and where do you purchase an e-meter? Well, you can't. You have to go and pay for the service of auditing with your e-meter. This sounds like flimflammery. It Flonfluvery. It's skullduggery of skullduggery. the Skullduggery.
0: <laughs> Snake oil. It is. So, it's, so well, you, you can judge
2: for yourself. Now, yeah. if, uh, we, we don't want to enrage any Scientologists, but on the other hand... I don't, don't would mind. I hearing? No, I'm, I'm not really concerned about <laughs> it either. Although, if Beck wants to write us at feedback at I'm sure we won't that, get licensing to use a Beck song now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now we're shut out. Yeah. But if you, if you can... Through, you know, using an e meter, go through auditing, which is every auditing session, of course, is chargeable, regardless of whether you're a member or not. To free yourself of engrams or implants, you become clear. And after that, you can continue to become an operating thetan. Okay, now alarm bells
1: go off for me because, you know, an e meter is probably some kind of electronic meter that's going to tell you a number and someone's going to, hmm, look at this number you're a 37 and, and then you'd be like 37 am i gonna die is that my sleep number bad oh, no. and you know and then you dial into 37 and then you find out you're really you know need to join scientology or you're gonna die well you know? that's
2: yeah that's kind of the point so you go from a pc to remove your engrams with your e-meter by auditing to become clear to become an OT. This makes Christianity sound simple. It really does. It really <laughs> does, and it gets even more complex. You shoot someone, you admit to it, you're forgiven. <laughs> That's right. As <His> long <laughs> so much more clear. <laughs> remove those engrams. So if you can, um, it's it's based on uh, well, and one of their core beliefs is that psychi- psychiatry and psychology are evil. Well, that was that came up when uh, Tom Cruise
1: was in the news saying someone was. Well, wrong for taking psychiatric drugs.
2: Yes, I believe it was. Um, Who's oh, the fat actress? No, it was. No, it wasn't. Oh, she's a Scientologist. Oh, though. she is. Oh, okay. um, oh, yeah. Does the Weight Watchers or ah, it was someone some damn thing? She was uh, Savic in the second Star Trek. Well, that's not helping any well, Let me go to
1: IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're having server problems.
2: <laughs> in any case, um. Yes, that's what it really became known was, was you know, that, that psychiatry was this evil thing and you shouldn't take antidepressants and so forth. But, in fact, that hatred of all things psychiatric runs through from the very beginning of Scientology. Right. So what you do um, in auditing to return to that is they hook you up to an e-meter. Now, it's a device that, you know, you essentially hold on to these metal objects. They pass a small electric current through your body. Remember the light bulb game at the bar? <laughs> yeah. How
1: sexy are you? <laughs>
2: and, you the know, old Bolivian a telephone. A light bulb will come. Yeah,
1: <laughs> a little light bulb will light up. You know, not too sexy. <laughs> well, maybe that's just me, but it seems very similar to that kind of game.
2: <laughs> well, they pass this uh, current through you. It's a very small current, and this E meter measures changes in that electric current while the auditor asks you a series of incredibly personal questions. Nice, <laughs> which is all confidential. Yeah. So I mean, here's this total stranger. You're hooked up to this this you know kind of bizarre, quasi scientific, uh, electric device, and um, meet the fuckers exactly. <laughs> and, and they ask you these very very personal questions. Now, uh, some Scientologists have claimed benefits from auditing, like improved IQ, improved ability to communicate, enhanced memory, alleviated dyslexia. I think that's if the current's really high and attention deficit problems, and improved relaxation. I don't know about you, but someone asking me a lot of personal questions while Current's running through me is not really relaxing. Well, you know, but-
1: really... Honestly, I mean, there is the thing called placebo effect. And if you're sitting in a closed room with someone who acts very much like a psychotherapist and they're hooking you up to a machine that claims to measure your mechanical energy, you know, the the energy that we all carry with us as beings, as living beings, we're all going to like output something. And you start to focus yourself on the questions and you actually think about what they're asking you because... You feel like you're hooked up to something, and you need to be right. honest, and you need to deal with your demons rather than ignoring them or lying. You know, maybe it's the placebo effect of that There's whole some scenario that's it. therapeutic and almost like a yeah. psychiatric situation I, that, yeah. that, you know, is allowing people to feel better about themselves. You know, and then the next time you go in, they just dial it the number two so that your, your results look <laughs> a little right. better. You know, it's an <laughs> e-meter. It's got a dial on it probably, right?
2: That's right. <laughs>
1: I don't know. A I've never seen product. <laughs> you probably get these at Radio
2: Shack, right? <laughs> hey, my e-meter, it's not working. <laughs> A couple other concepts, uh, Scientologist concepts, are the arc triangle and tone scale. Now, this would be kind of used by the auditor to kind of describe to you. Where we are, So the arc triangle, you have three related and spiritual components that make up successful livingness. I didn't make that <laughs> up. They did. A live activity. A activity. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing and stuff. <laughs> Breathingitude. <laughs> that is affinity, reality, and communication. Emotional responses and agreement on what is real. Yeah, that's always good. And, and the exchange of ideas. Okay. They utilize ARC as a central organizing principle in their own lives. Well, okay. That sounds all well and good, although not necessarily a lot of meat on that. But then they also have the tone scale, which is. Um, a way of measuring kind of human mood and behavior by how you are on this scale. So, like, minus 40 would be, you know, an utter failure. Plus 40 would be, you know, serenity of being. And and uh, your position on that scale is determined by, you know, an emotion or possibly an engram or an implant. Uh, and only your auditor can tell you that. It sounds very scientifical. It is kind of scientifical in many ways. (laughs) Um, But what's interesting is, in reading about Scientology, I kept thinking George Lucas and L. Ron Hubbard would have had a lot to talk about, because I find that there's a lot of things very similar about them, in that George Lucas took a lot of Western... Uh, stories and myths and art Eastern. and Eastern as well yes you're right yeah. and and just kind of you know chewed them all up and and made this story you know Star Wars yeah and um, and toward the last
1: three episodes or the first three it was like taking philosophy and throwing it in a wood chipper yeah you know, until you got some <laughs> oh, kind of grinding out of it yeah
2: yeah they, they could be painful yeah <laughs> kind of chunky but past lives are a very big part of the Scientologist Church. And when wow. I say past lives, Reincarnation. I mean. Yeah, but not like in the Buddhist sense. I mean, we're talking actually longer than most scientists say the the universe has been around. So like billions and billions and billions of years ago. And that um that um, uh many of the uh the uh, engrams and implants that you might have come from all these different past lives and that it's really impossible to remember every aspect of this really huge long life because your thetan is is immortal Mm -hmm. that, you know, you just try to get the gist of it. And kind of see where the, the implants are. And and uh, some people were speculating that that might have been why Tom Cruise's behavior was so bizarre in 2006 was because he had reached OT-8, Operating Thetan 8 level, which really? can only be revealed to you at sea. <laughs> so they, they have this huge cruise ship, and they take you out there and tell you the secret, whatever that may be. I, <laughs> I for one, do not know. But- well, I'm— I'm going to have to start my long journey. Yes, but your long, very expensive journey. My
1: problem is I'm too skeptical, and I think that to get your first e-meter reading, you really have to not be skeptical. Like, already you have to be a believer.
2: That's right, which is kind of Like most religions. <laughs> you know, you have to, or cults. You have to buy in right away. <laughs> That's right, <clears throat> if you're not already there. Yeah.
1: So Great, great. I have to believe
2: everything. <clears throat> <laughs> so, some of the teachings, uh, and and you our listeners may be, uh, familiar with some of this through, you know, one show or another or book or, or article about, uh, Scientology is that, uh, the whole thing started with Xenu and his galactic confederacy. And he was an alien leader or ruler who about 75 million years ago Brought billions and billions of people to Earth in a spacecraft. Okay,
1: wait a minute. I thought we weren't going to talk about Battlestar Galactica <laughs> on this episode. I thought we were doing Scientology here. I
2: thought, but, you you know, know, it's kind of the same. Okay, oh my goodness. All right. So it's Xenu uh, and his galactic confederacy. He brought these billions of people who did something seriously nasty, stacked them around volcanoes, and blew them up with hydrogen bombs, which is why... The volcano is such a uh, central uh, icon. Uh, Would you see it on the cover of every Dianetics? Right. Okay. That's why is they, you know, because so, an evil galactic emperor blew yes. up people. He brought these people, put them by a volcano. But if they're thetans, they're immortal anyway, and thereby hangs the tail, I guess. (laughs) It doesn't really (laughs) matter. Oh, you blow me up.
1: I'm immortal. (laughs) I don't care. Is that all you got? (laughs) Is that all you
2: got? So, so they, um, their souls were clustered together and they stuck to the bodies of the living, which would be humans. Okay. And, um, the alien souls continue to do this, you know, right today. They're body thetans. And that's, they cause a variety of physical ill effects in people because, you know, they, have these long past lives and so hence mental and physical illness right is is based that explains mental and physical illness your thetans kind of bent out of shape (laughs) hate when that happens now scientologists argue and and they argue a lot i mean they have been battling since almost day one and they have argued that that you know, these accounts of the Xenu story are actually not true, but they just keep popping up in so many different things that, you know, you, you do have to kind of wonder. So Scientologists themselves are saying that the Xenu story is made up not by Scientologists? They guard the secrets of Scientology very, very strictly. So when things get out from a, like a past uh, member, they... You know the they deny. Wow. You know right away. Wow! Oh wow! So or take you to court or both. Amazing. Their reach is actually quite
1: long. Uh, <laughs> These guys are starting to be interesting to me now.
2: Oh, they they really are are a, a very interesting group.
1: Because if I were you know if I were a cult, which I fully plan to be, I mean that's how I would be. Sure. Litigious as Apple computers and
2: you know, just as <laughs> <the> secretive. That's right. <laughs> Well, L. Ron Hubbard wrote a book in 58 called Have You Lived This Life Before? And in there, he talks about, you know, catastrophic catastrophic events that happened 75 million years ago. And there's kind of like these pictures of spaceships and so forth. What they call this whole path is the bridge, you know, where you, you know, become just, you know, become clear. But then you really become a strong thetan, I guess, a very clean. So some of their beliefs are you know uh, the silent birth which you know many people became aware of when uh, katie holmes and tom cruise had surrey and uh what that is is that the delivery room it has to be absolutely as silent as possible during birth which i can't imagine that works very well <laughs> uh, and this stems from the belief that birth you know is a trauma and can and can induce engrams into the baby so you're you're blocking wow. right away so don't make any loud noises, you'll scare
1: it. Yeah, but you know, no one does. It's just the baby. It's all quiet until the baby comes on and
2: starts wailing <laughs> its head off. What am I
1: doing here? Let me back in.
2: <laughs> so that, that words in particular should be avoided because any words used during birth might be reassociated by an adult later on in life with their earlier traumatic birth experience. Now that's a hell of a memory. Give me a break. I can barely remember last week. Exactly. I, so... And according to Hubbard, babies should not be bathed after birth. Now that's disgusting, but he also wrote that breastfeeding should be avoided. Really? Yes, and that they have formulas that they they um, you know use. And there's one that Hubbard created called breastfeeding might have engrams in it. I'm not sure what they don't really explain <laughs> why that would be a problem. But he it does. might have proper nutrition well he's he's oh well, actually he does say that um that and grams in and the mother might contribute to malnourishment in the breast milk he just he described uh breastfeeding as skim breast milk from overworked mothers that smoke and sometimes drink well, so when did he die? Oh, I'm in the eighties like in I would say eighty six wow. Yeah. Okay. So not not that long ago. But he has his own baby formula mix. It's called the barley formula, and it's made from barley water, homogenized (laughs) milk, and corn syrup or honey. beer to
1: keep him quiet.
2: You know, and and, uh, Hubbard Hubbard, uh, claims that uh, he picked it up in Roman days. Yeah. So he's obviously, like, you know, reaching back. And um, there are... um, Scientologist funeral services, and at a Scientology funeral service, the minister speaks directly to the thetan and urges the deceased person to end cycle. (laughs) I think that's kind of already happened. Power down. Yeah, power down. Control, out, delete. Hit
1: task manager (laughs) quickly, quickly, end task.
2: Come on, you can do it. So you would say things like we thank you for coming to us. We do not contest your right to go away. Your debts are paid. This chapter of thy life is shut. Go now, dear deceased, and live once more in happy <laughs> times and play happier times Boy, in place.
1: I want neither that nor a Christian funeral.
2: Oh, that's yeah, that's yeah, a Yeah, I find different. that kind of depressing. So,
1: it sounds like he had a plan for everything. He really does. I yeah. mean, this is a highly evolved set yeah. of beliefs. That's why I always liked him because I was like, "Wow, more power to you. It You're going to create a religion from beginning to end oh, yeah.
2: by yourself, he just
1: he just went with it, you know? He did. Oppressively.
2: <laughs> 35 years worth of just thinking this through and, wow. and getting
1: it done. Uh, Imagine if Isaac Asimov had done this.
2: <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> it would be kind of bizarre at that. Uh, so the meaning of the, of the word Scientology, I think, you know, there's, there's lots of different you know, stories and ideas about that. But what I find the most interesting is that if you look at the symbol of the Church of Scientology, it's essentially a crucifix with just sort of four points coming out of the center. So it doesn't really, I mean, if you looked at it you wouldn't think, oh, it's probably a Christian group or whatever.
1: Yeah. You know the Church of the Subgenius just came out with one of those too. Mm-hmm. with the with the line with the eye line, a mouth line with a little pipe a little line pipe coming, coming out of, out of it. it. So you know if you're going to be a religion of any you know weight, That's you right. have to have your your pax
2: line cross thing. Go for the subgen the Church of of Scientology has claimed to have like ten million members as of last year. Though third-party estimates puts them at about a hundred thousand, so there's a little discrepancy there. Um, they are worldwide, and do seem to have problems worldwide. Is into... there a is there a chapter of Scientology in
1: Fair Madison, Wisconsin?
2: You know, I don't know, but I, I, don't know I imagine either. there is. I went into a uh, Scientology church or whatever uh in the twin cities right and it looked like an empty storefront and i just saw scientology on it so i walked in and i swear about five people just appeared out of nowhere <laughs> you know and i thought no yeah i just wanted to get some literature really yeah i just figure you know now that heaven's
1: gate is gone it's kind of safe for me to join a cult because <laughs> you know right. <laughs> i'm not gonna like end up drinking some kool-aid or something you no know? nut
2: cutting and <laughs> no i,
1: I just want to find a nice safe cult to join and
2: I don't know. If I'll go look them up and see. Well, they, they do uh, recruit like artists and entertainers and so forth. The person we were trying to think of before was Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley. And again, to bring up the um, South Park connection to, of course, Isaac Hayes is a Scientologist. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. So...
1: And he said it wasn't because of Scientology that he quit. It was that they weren't paying him enough and he wasn't having much fun doing the show anymore. <laughs> we learned... And, and he, he was upset about the Scientology thing, but... That wasn't really why he quit. We love you, money. chef.
2: We just hate your fruity club. <laughs> that was
1: like, that was another great episode
2: of South Park. Oh, it really was. I, I I love that one. Um, So, so given that, you know, they have this very complex kind of almost a, a 50s Rocky Erickson kind of science fiction sort of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is their scenario of end times? Do they have one? You got to have one.
1: If you're a I religion of any gotta you have your rapture, your rupture.
2: I'm not sure that there is an end times because ah. your Thetan is immortal. Oh, okay. So unless someone ties
1: you to a hydrogen bomb volcano. That's right.
2: <laughs> no, they have
1: come And, and come, then you're just pissed off for a while, but still immortal. You're irritable. Yeah, irritable.
2: <laughs> they've they've come into uh, conflict with governments, police forces in several countries. United States, United Kingdom, Germany. Uh, they have been in court for a variety of different things including um oh in fact one of the things they tried to do was lobby search engines such as Google and Yahoo to admit omit any web pages that are critical of Scientology nice yeah <laughs> So that's—and they do, you know, obviously are criticized by other religions and faiths, such as the Russian Orthodox Church, the Church of England. Well, fuck them Um, if they can't take a joke. Well, basically, I think (laughs) the Roman Catholic Church has no official doctrinal uh, pronouncement on it. There has been no edict. But I'm I'm guessing—but what's interesting, though, is that— Though other religions may have some issue with being a Scientologist. Scientology itself um, has this statement. Although there is no policy of scriptural mandate expressly requiring Scientologists to renounce other religious beliefs or membership in other churches, as a practical matter, Scientologists are expected to do and become fully devoted to Scientology to the exclusion of other faiths. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. As Scientologists, they are required to look only to Scientology scriptures for the answers to the fundamental questions of their existence and to seek enlightenment only from Scientology, which I think pretty much negates that first statement, but (laughs) okay. Wow. So, and of course, the concept of past lives is very much in conflict with, um, you know, the very coarse beliefs of Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Uh uh, Hubbard has claimed that Islam was the result of an extraterrestrial memory implant called the Emanator, of which the uh, Kaaba, which is that black stone in uh, Mecca, which uh, during a Hajj they rotate around. I believe it was actually a meteorite. So, I mean, it does in fact come from space. So, yeah. But <laughs> it's, it, it's supposedly this artifact you from. got up to an E meter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, but he is very pro-capitalist. Um, he, well, he, he's very dead, too. Well, he's very dead. But, I mean, here's <laughs> one of his, his statements. is that It is all very well to idealize poverty and to associate wisdom with begging bowls or virtue with low estate. However, those who have done this, Buddhists, Christians, communists, and other fanatics, have dead-ended or are dead-ending. So it's like, hey, man, the money's all about... So. Um, he also claimed that Jesus never existed, but was, again, an implant in human in, uh, humanity's collective memory by, of course, Xenu. Wow. 75 million years ago. So Xenu had things thought out, except for the hydrogen bomb thing. If only it was a warrior princess. Ooh, that would have been fabulous. Xenu warrior princess. <laughs> Scientology um, is... Not recognized as a state religion every, or as a legitimate religion everywhere. It is in Thailand, Taiwan, Spain, and Australia. The so United they, States. Yes, well, yeah. yes, in the United States. It's tax-exempt, but not necessarily not, considered. Oh, okay. So, so I mean, but in those countries that I just, those four countries that I just mentioned, they actually um, have all the constitutional protections of, of a regular church. Um, in Canada, Scientology is considered to be a religious nonprofit organization, which of course, you know, not so much, <laughs> um, Scientology's tax exempt status was lost in 67, but was regained in the nineties. And there were some, uh, questions as, a, uh, as to, um, in fact, uh, there was a, a New York Times article asserted. Uh, in 1997, that its efforts to obtain tax-exempt status, Scientologists paid private investigators to obtain compromising material on the IRS commissioner. So, I mean, and plus two, they they do have these files with highly confidential information of all these people. So, there's been lots of allegations of black uh, you know blackmailing and and uh, um, brainwashing and and so forth. But it, again, I think that you know just kind of coming in the door, you probably already strongly believe but and there are people who have claimed that they actually heard l ron hubbard say that he would create this you know kind of religion for money
1: i've i've heard that from the beginning i heard that that was his point that he was a science fiction writer who thought it wouldn't be very difficult to write his own religion. And that's what I always heard. It it kind
2: of reminds you of uh, uh Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut. Oh
1: absolutely you know, it, And I'm a huge fan of Kurt Vonnegut. Oh so yeah. you know uh, yeah. <laughs> you look at those those writings, it's not hard to it's not hard to think you could do it. Right. It, Especially pe- if you put your
2: mind to it like someone like L. Ron Hubbard <laughs> Seems to have put his mind to it. Oh yeah, I mean he—he's almost like a living example of Kilgore Trout, you know, yeah. the the you know not so successful <laughs> science fiction writer. Um, the Church of Scientology and and it has many many related organizations worldwide has uh, considerable real estate wealth, um, probably in the hundreds of millions of dollars, um, and as well as a large amount from you know auditing because. You, you pay for that every time it's done. Uh, Scientology also pays uh, members commissions on recruiting new people. And that's one of the things I'd always heard is that people would complain about uh, Jennifer Elfman and Tom Cruise um, at the um, War of the World set. He had uh, set up tents and so forth with all the, you know, e-meters and pamphlets and all this other stuff, too. So wow. and people weren't really too cool on it. So uh Scientology franchises or, or clenches no another just Scientology franchises um pay the the church 10% of their gross income so i mean 10% off the top if you have your own Scientology church so if there is one in Madison then hmm. they're paying to the big boys so um in June of 2006 Scientology sponsored a NASCAR race car uh, the no uh the number twenty-seven, it was a Ford Taurus Gra- driven by Kenton driven by Kenton Grav or Gray, I'm sorry. Uh, and displays a large Dianetics logo of the of the volcano. volcano. I mean, that I just would have loved to have <laughs> the seen his car. But what's interesting is Scientology and Psychiatry. Um, they have been involved in the anti psychiatry movement for a long time. And um probably in the nineteen fifties when when uh, Scientology began. It was probably a valid thing, given that lobotomies were Rocky know, Erickson. Rocky Erickson, yeah, that that <laughs> uh, you know. No, um,
1: sure, sure. It was a, it was a, com- a competitor in the field, basically.
2: Yes, yes, very who much. Who had so. a
1: different uh, tack?
2: The Church of Scientology claims that psychiatry was responsible for World War One, the rise of Hitler. <laughs> wait, in... wait.
1: How is psychology responsible for World War
2: One? Oh, it gets better. The, the, the rise of Hitler and Stalin, the decline in education standards in the United States, wars in Bosnia and Kosovo, and the September 11th attacks. But the church has not publicly presented any evidence for those claims. Yeah, How the
1: hell could psychiatry be involved do, with the September 11th attacks, I other than know. it didn't uh, put those people in therapy before they flew planes into American buildings?
2: I thought— uh, uh was, wasn't some of our wonderful televangelist tele- who said it was uh you know lesbianism well, yeah. and people are gay <laughs> that's yeah okay god's punishing us um wow that's
1: kind of upsetting actually oh yeah he it's it's um to blame psychiatry on September 11th that's just
2: he's very virulent about it and uh, uh hubbard uh, believe that psychiatrists were behind a worldwide conspiracy to attack Scientology and to create a world government run by psychiatrists on behalf of Soviet Russia.
1: Sounds like paranoia. Uh, you know that
2: that little chain <laughs> I can't quite follow, but you know that someone okay. should have seen a
1: psychiatrist.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so this, it, Hubbard announced that you know our war has been forced has been forced to become to take over absolutely the field of mental healing on this planet in all forms. Um, Hubbard claimed that psychiatrists were an ancient evil that has been a problem for billions of years. He cast them in the role of assisting Xenu's genocide in a 1982 bulletin entitled Pain and Sex. I which- think
1: Xenu translated into English is scapegoat. <laughs> yeah, the Zinu, <laughs> I handsome. think Xenu means scapegoat. Oh.
2: It's this guy.
1: Pain. Xenu bl- you know, did it. It's, it's like a family circus, you know, like little ghost
2: Xenu. Xenu <laughs> right. did it. It was always Xenu. Pain and sex were invented tools of degradation. I think somebody had some sexual hangups here, but this was before the yeah. internet. you realized so. Yes, very true. Very true. <laughs> and and of course, you know, you touched upon the you know the, you know, Tom Cruise. Uh, that one I thought was just hilarious because he really did seem to be a little bit off the beam. But oh well. Now, scientists have also uh, jumped in on um, on Scientology. And one of the things that, you know, come out through, through auditing sessions is, um, you know, Hubbard's 1958 book, Have You Lived This Life Before? Documents past lives described by individual Scientologists during auditing sessions. These included memories of being deceived into a love affair with a robot decked out as a beautiful red-haired girl. Hey, that's happened <laughs> to all of us. Been there, done that. Absolutely. Being run over by a Martian bishop. That happened just last week. A Martian bishop. A Martian bishop. I don't even know what that means. That's <laughs> got to be a euphemism for something. Driving a steamroller, being trans... Oh, a Martian bishop driving a steamroller. I See that when that better. happens.
1: <laughs> How be- unique are you? I'm so
2: unique. I was
1: run over in a past life <laughs> by a Martian bishop. Driving a steamroller. I love that now, now, why was the Martian bishop not bishoping instead of driving a steamroller? <laughs> I have no idea. You know, it was something that
2: Xenu did.
1: That's like a quantum leap that <laughs> you were like... Don't you think? There's I, no explanation for that one.
2: Or being transformed into an intergalactic walrus, goo 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 that perished after falling out of a flying saucer. Okay, were these all from the 60s or were some I, of them okay. from <laughs> <laughs> reality? <laughs> <funny. And> <laughs> Vitamin C and cocaine yeah, were to help yeah, that trip, no. man.
1: There's a chill out tent <laughs> that you should go sit in before Don't you talk take to the E. Yeah.
2: So Scientology is a very wealthy organization. They have uh, a number of lawsuits currently uh at all levels. And they're working on us pretty soon. <laughs> sure. I'm sure. Um they copyright their material, uh very aggressively. That's on the internet. If you you know mention them in any way and so forth, but they are an interesting group. Um, it's it's too bad in many ways that they're. I mean, you know, you can make fun of it, but in a lot of ways, if you 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 know took someone who uh, had never heard of Christianity and you said, yeah, virgin birth, uh, rose again three days after he died, that sounds fairly goofy too. So I mean. To me I guess I would just say it's again just sort of the rich tapestry of human beliefs you know but what the hell I mean if you know if rich people are are spending money on it I guess it's not really hurt, hurting anything
1: I think it's fun in a cultural anthropology anthropology kind of way that you can see how a religion like this is actually starting up and you can see the infancy of a religion whereas you know 2000 years ago when they didn't have you know television radio anything really you know and and then a couple right. hundred years uh, after the scriptures were written about right. what happened a couple hundred years earlier with Jesus, you know, and they're just making stuff up and then and right. then translating it over and over and over from different languages into, sure. you know, what we believe now is the Bible, you know, from all the different culled, you know, texts. Uh, with L. Ron Hubbard, there's no sheltering in the 2,000 years of mystery and and, you know, you know, telephone that happens. Right. You actually know what's going on now and it's, I think it's really entertaining and very interesting and, you know, if it helps some person who doesn't know their head from their ass, you know, to figure out what's important in their life and, and find direction, you know, great, you know, more power to them. But, Zenu, I mean, <laughs> that one's that was a little hard to get your head around. <laughs> I have to, I have to work on that one.
2: I mean, I guess religion and politics and and just about any human endeavor, you kind of have to treat as a buffet table. You know, take what you can use, leave the rest alone. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, speaking for Victor and Sputnik, you know, we don't believe in anything we said or made fun of tonight. No, um, we're just following Tor's orders while he's on assignment. Tor is the commander. On a special secret, double super secret uh, mission, uncovering conspiracies somewhere.
2: We're you just, know, we're if, just doing Tor's work. If there is Code a war, Zinu. Zinu, he is so evil. <laughs> and if there is a war in Iran next week and you see a blurred uh, image in the background, probably Tor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm
1: watching the news daily looking for Tor because I've missed him, you know.
2: So, if you have some opinions or ideas or Scientology stories, please let us know at, at uh, feedback at com. If your name is Zeno, please let us know that. Yeah. Um, and um, if you are employed legally by the Church of Scientology, please don't sue us. Please don't email us. We don't <laughs> want to hear
1: anything. It was all pure speculation. <laughs> And parody, parody. Aren't we covered under parody? Yes, we are right. covered under We're parody. Totally covered under. That is satin. a wide
2: umbrella. Love that umbrella.
1: <laughs>
0: Love it.
2: Well, our next show will be our conspiracy roundup, and Tor will be here, commanding as usual. Victor, any final thoughts?
1: I've been touched by his noodly appendage, and, <laughs> and the flying spaghetti
2: monster is my one true god. <laughs> There was one one statement that Bob supposedly made to Elron Hubbard is that though they may be pink, their money is still green. The money's still green. <laughs> we will leave you with that thought.
1: Five tons of slack. <laughs>